The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Box Call Breakdown for February the. 17th. It's Wednesday. Wow, geez, the year is really flying by. I'm your host, Mr. Jolly of Sydney. Shout out to my new co-host, Vince Miracle, who hosted his first show yesterday. That was an absolute barn burner of an episode. You can check him out. He is, of course, VM Center on Twitter. And the Harlander 23, that is Scotty Harlander, the Harlander 23. He'll be back in a couple of weeks joining me on some of the shows hosted from Australia. So we're one part Australia and... um well, three quarters of the part from the US on the West Coast where Vince Miracle is hosting the show. When he does it, he'll be back uh, on his next show on Friday night. He'll be joined by Stephen Vidovich. I'll be back tomorrow with uh, Brent, the middleman. But today, I am joined by the one and the only, back by popular demand. His name is Professor John Steele from Seoul, Korea. He's also known as Wizards Woj in a lot of the leagues we play in. Uh, a bit of an expert in deeper leagues and uh, fantasy of all kinds, as well as... Uh, collecting basketball cards amongst many other talents professor steel how are you hey professor jolly how you doing tonight <laughs> uh, everything's everything's good in seoul here and uh, uh it's very cold outside and i uh, could barely leave my house today so i had a chance to catch a lot of the games and one thing that was not cold was the action on the court today so were you able to catch a lot of the games yourself yeah i did i, I saw quite a bit i'm actually on holiday i was joking i think today with you uh there's aaron holiday in the nba and i'm aaron on holiday <laughs> Mr. and he's Jolly. on my he's on my team too so i i was i was paying close attention to to what he was doing out there so uh yes just want to say hi to all the nba fans out there and all the uh, fantasy players and should we go ahead and jump right into yeah, the first mate. game I think if we're going to get through this in 50 minutes, we better we better <laughs> jump right into it. Um, just so many interesting games and just huge lines, and there was two overtime games and just fantastic day in the NBA. And, you know, it's kind of a reflection of the improvement of the New York Knicks. It doesn't feel bad to talk about them, although they weren't great today uh, in the first game. They lost 89 points to 107 against the Magic. The Magic uh, improved to 11 and 18 on the season. The Knicks are 14 and 16. Still, that is good enough for them to be looking like a play-in team for sure. And I've got your note here. Evan Fournier is back, baby. The Magic mm. really stepped up after halftime and they looked better with Fournier back um, after missing five games with back spasms. Certainly Terry Ross was a lot better with Fournier out there attracting some of the defense. The Knicks were really cold after halftime. Uh, did you catch any of this game? I did. Uh, I was really surprised that, that Orlando won this game. I, I had the Knicks winning this. But yeah, uh, going back to Fournier, it's amazing what one highly competent player can do for a team. I mean, just a couple minutes into the game, the the, the uh, pressure that he was able to put on the New York, on the Knicks defense, uh, just in the first two minutes of the game, guys like uh, Gary Clark and you know Dwayne Bacon had wide open looks because Fournier was driving the lane and kicking out to those guys. So, you know, obviously it's going to open up things for Vooch a little bit too, but also a little bit for the complementary players as well. Now, well, let's talk about Fournier to start with. He had 19 points, three rebounds, three assists and a steal, eight for 15 shooting. He's probably just going to burn now with all the extra opportunity to shoot. Definitely. I, I really needed him back in one of my leagues, and I was so, so happy to see him back on the court. He came out right away and hit his first shot, and I thought he was going to go on a tear. He got went on a little bit of a cold spell there, but then he picked it up again and finished off with a classic Fournier stat line. Yeah, and speaking of... Uh... People who go off on a tear, Terence Ross, Terry mm. Ross, the tear himself. He uh, just got really hot, didn't he? He played 29 minutes off the bench, 10 for 16 from the field. He had 30 points, six rebounds, four assists, two steals, two blocks, five for six from deep and five for five from the foul line. That's just about the perfect six-man line, isn't it? It really is. I, one thing that most uh, six men have in common is that they're very streaky and, and Ross fits right into that category. You know, other guys like... Norman Powell, uh, you know, maybe uh, Jordan Clarkson, other guys that, you know, you got to ride the wave of when they're when they're hot and when they're not. When you when they're hot, you got to have them in their lineups like uh, 
like Terry Ross is right now. Vucevic was not uh, hot today. He was eight for 24 from the field. He had 16 points, 16 rebounds, five assists and one steal. We'll forgive him though because he's been borderline first round value this season. Just been incredible. Michael Carter-Williams had a Michael Michael Carter-Williams line because he was two for eight from the field. He had six points, two rebounds, seven assists and a steal. He's really accounting stats, guys, and the field goal percentages are just awful. Yeah, he's a he's a professional uh, point guard. You know, he'll as far as the stat lines go, he'll 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 be up and down a little bit, but um, you know, he he just kind of does what he needs to do to to get his team to win. So um, it's he's not a guy you can count on da- on a daily basis. I mm-hmm. don't think. Uh, speaking of which, Dwayne Bacon is another one of those. He had 18 minutes, but he did have 15 points, three rebounds and two steals with a block, six for eight from the field and three for three from deep. He is a reasonable guy. You could stream here and there, or he's a deep league, a deep league guy. For the New York Knickerbockers, it's always, we talk about the uh, Julius Randle show. He had 25.7 rebounds and three assists with three threes and 11 for 19 shooting. He's up to 32nd on the season in nine category. As I've mentioned before, he's top 10 in points leagues and he's top five in totals in points league as well. Crazy good value for him. What I want to talk to you about is sort of like the the log jam with the wings uh, and the smalls. Derek Rose, he was just four and six on the night uh, on one for 10 shooting. He didn't look good out there. Do you think uh, Stevie Clifford kind of uh, had it sorted out on the de- on the defensive side with him? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I, I I think it takes a little while for these, uh, you know, these trade situations to shake out. Just uh, you know, the rotations and you know, just playing with guys for the first time. Um, you know, they they played a few games together here, but yeah, Clifford's one of the best on on the Magic side. The the uh, defensive minded coach for Orlando, and I think he had a pretty good plan for those guys today. But I think we need to give it a little bit more time uh, with the with the wings for the Knicks to see how everything shakes out there. Mm, yeah, and it's, it's interesting because quickly and Rose have both been microwaves off the bench uh, since Rose went there. This, this, they just neither of them was really amazing. Quickly was one for twelve in this, nine points, uh, two rebounds, one assist, one steal, one block, and just like I mentioned, one for twelve from the field at eight point three percent. Alec Burks wasn't much better. He was three of nine from the field with eight points. Uh, just it was just rough all around. Peyton just played twenty three minutes, but he had thirteen three and five. R.J. Barrett. 26 minutes, 15, 7, and 1 with a steal and a block. All of those guys, it's it's borderline. Really, Nerlens Noel is the guy, the third guy, but after Julius Randle that you, you really sort of want to roster at the moment, I think. He had a 6 and 9 with a steal. He didn't get any blocks, which is a bit surprising for, for Nerlens. Have you got him anywhere? Uh, actually, I don't. I've, I've always liked uh, Nerlens, but I, I don't have him on any of my rosters. But one thing I noticed about the Knicks, especially with Noel in there uh, from the uh, from the defensive uh, side, uh, side of things, is that they're really tough to drive the paint on. I mean, they got a lot of rim protection. They got a lot of fast, uh, active, uh, you know, quick guys, uh, long, a lot of length in there as well. So I think we're going to, uh, as we go forward, uh, players... Uh, that they're playing against that that like to slash to the basket. I think they're going to have a tough time doing that. You know, guys like maybe like Bradley Beal, uh, Fournier a little bit, or you know, guys that just like to to drive to the hole. I think we're going to see a lot of a lot more perimeter play from their opponents. And who do you think? Who do you like to finish higher this season, the Knicks or the Magic? You know, I, I like the Knicks. I like I like what I see out of them. Uh, like I said, I thought I was expecting them to win this game today. I think they're a little bit better team. Uh, and I think the way I think Tibbs has Tibbs has him playing well. I, 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 I'm not really that high on the Magic right now. Yeah, obviously with all the the injuries for the Magic, it's it's hard to imagine them doing very well. But but this play-in situation we have this season kind of gives everyone a chance, except the very very worst teams. <laughs> uh, very very true. Yeah. Speaking of giving everybody a chance, if you want a chance at winning your fantasy leagues, you need the fantasy pass. The fantasy draft is well and truly over, but the fantasy pass is still the best deal in the industry at just four ninety nine a month. And now we're into the regular season. There is zero commitment. Just sign up for one month for five bucks. As I usually say, just uh, skip one beer this month or one cafe latte or whatever it is, or don't have like one sandwich or something and make one from home. And you can try this out. There's zero commitment. You can give up after a month if you don't like it, but we know you'll love it. You can dominate all year with fantasy appraiser tools, schedule stream, 
trending charts, pickups, drops, and our newest and coolest feature is the Hoopball Discord server. It's like a chat server. You can hang out with all the Hoopball pros around the clock, get one-on-one help with your team. So please do check it out. Head to hoop-ball.com and click on the Fantasy Pass ad just below the main media wall. It is really great stuff. I'll tell you what else is really great. It's really great when the Boston Celtics lose because <laughs> they lost to the Hawks today, 122 to 114. The Hawks improved to 12 for 12 and 16 on the season. The Celtics are 14 and 14, right at 500, which is actually good enough for basically fifth in the East because outside of the top three teams there, it's a real log jam. The Hawks have been struggling, but it was a visit to the therapy center run by Dr. Celtics at Boston Gardens. That was the rehab they needed. Uh, the Celtics scrapped, but it was never really that close after halftime. A couple of times they got in the game, including late, but whenever Trey was in the game, they just couldn't get a hold of him. And it was interesting. Uh, Trey had 43 and eight with two steals, 14 of 20 from the field, four threes, eight from eight from the line. He leads the league in free throw makes and second in attempts. Now, recently, he, he's not been great. Teams have been blitzing him, throwing guys at him to get the ball out of his hands, triple teams. But he's much better today. They kept getting him favorable matchups with double and triple screens and, uh, he absolutely went off in the in the fourth quarter with 16 points. Scalabrini said, Trey's out here slicing and dicing the Celtics like my pappy making his homemade scampi. Uh, I think <laughs> someone might have made up that quote. But anyway, and Gorman said, is Trey a video game right now? It was a bit of a turnaround because he hasn't been great the last week, uh, three or four matchups, but this was an amazing game from Trey. Wow, I know. He was just on fire today and... Uh, like like uh, Scala Bruni was uh, alluding to there, they just couldn't they couldn't they couldn't track him down. I mean, um, you know, if if uh, when they when they finally got some guys on him, he would he would kick out to somebody for a shot, and that's just uh, vintage Trey Young right there. Now, it's, an, it's an interesting one in fantasy because I drafted him in a few. I drafted him in two redraft leagues. I have him in a dynasty league this is the first season playing our draft but we drafted quite a while a while ago and i traded for him in another league but he's actually only about like top 40 on the season because of the field goal percentage the massive turnovers how do you think it plays out for the rest of the season can he is this more like what we're going to see from him today or is it going to be where a lot of teams can can work out how to deal with him or somewhere in between I think they have so many other weapons there that I think we're going to see a lot more of what we saw today. Um, maybe somewhere kind of in between of today and and what we've seen for the first few weeks. But I, I would uh, I would be leaning more towards uh, what we saw today. Maybe not uh, the number of points. Maybe not up to forty points. But I, I think uh, I think we're going to start to see those field goal percentages rise a little bit. Yeah, and I mean, the assists that you get from him as well as the, the three throw makes, I mean, he's just basically a category winner there in nine category because he just he, he's shooting up like 85% or something like that from three throw and um, and he just has those huge number of, of attempts. What about John Collins? He had 26 and two, six of nine from the field in just 27 minutes. He had some foul problems. Where do you sit with John Collins? Yeah, I mentioned last time, I just, I'm not a huge uh, Collins fan. Um you know, I, I think that um, I think he is underused there, uh, even though, you know, they do have a lot of weapons. I, I would like to see him get more more shots up. Um, I, I think he is a really good player. I but um, I don't know. Uh, what do you think? What do you think about Collins? I have a hard time sorting him out. He's one of those guys I just don't have anywhere because mm. I, it's hard to sort of predict. And I think we, we Scotty and I talked about this before the season started. Shout out to the Harlander 23 out there. Um, we talked about the narratives for the season. Atlanta was one of our five big narratives. How was it all going to shake out there? Because they've got like a first round guy, Trey. They've got like a guy going as, as early as late second round or in third round, like John Collins. Uh, and, and they've got five or six other guys who could be con- contributors. And we saw Hunter had a, had a great early part of the season. It was just really difficult to predict what was going to happen with Collins with Clint Capella in there. And he's actually doing okay, but I just think the variance there, and we've seen him in these trade rooms, right? Like it's right. pretty clear that I think Atlanta think they can maybe do without him. I think so, yeah. I, I, that's that's the direction they seem to uh, want to go in, yeah. So what about the Celtic side? 
Yeah, oh, before we get to the Celtics, I've got to mention Clint Capella, okay. my man. I've got him in a couple of places. He had 24 and 13, uh, and he was 10 for 13 from the field. Uh, one block, four from eight from the foul line, the only bad thing. Cam Reddish had 13, six and three and two steals. He's now kind of fringe 12 team. That's a couple of good games in a row with Hunter out. Gallo played 28 minutes, but he was three of 13 from the field. He's been a big draft day disappointment considering some of the guys who went around him, like Rosie. Obviously, he's been injured. I think he, we'll see. We need to see a few more games from him before we can judge, though. We'll get to those Celtics now. Tatum, 35, 6, and 6 with two steals, 11 for 21, much better shooting, 10 for 11 from the line, but he was just 3 for 9 from deep, where he hasn't been great. Uh, 22nd in 9 category on the season, 38th in the last two weeks, 31st in the last month. He needs to improve that field goal percentage before he uh, will get the big brownie points for me. Speaking of brownie points, Jalen Brown, he had 22, 3 and 7, 6 for 20 from the field. He's fallen off a bit, John. Uh, 31 on the season, but 84th in the last week, 68 in the last two weeks. Did you sell high if you had him, guys? I'm just be curious to know. I would have traded <laughs> I, him for Sox Middleton, I think, if I had him. What about you? Would you prefer him or Sox Middleton rest of the season? Yeah, I, I was fortunate to sell high on a couple of his rookie cards that I that I uh, that I owned. But um, yeah, I think I would take uh, old Sox Middleton over over Jalen just for the consistency. It just uh, just you can you can pretty much pencil in Sox for for the for his numbers pretty much every night, and he's one of the most consistent fantasy guys out there so i think i would i think i would go ahead and and, and make that move and what why do we call him socks by the way <laughs> <laughs> he has one of the worst socks games uh in in the nba uh, there's every time i watch him play it's just that's 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 what comes to mind like i i can't i can't take my eyes off his socks so next time you guys watch the bucks uh, check out uh, Middleton socks and we'll see what I'm talking about. It's like something out of the early '80s. It is, it is, isn't it? Definitely. It reminds me of some of the uh, some of it's the like, cards that you like, share in our chats. <laughs> yeah, it's like Sydney Moncrief or something. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, speaking of oh dear, uh, Tristan Thompson had 14 and seven with three steals on six for eight shooting. He's fine to stream Maltese is out. Watch out for his ass. Uh, screens, by the way. If you're watching him play, I love those huge R screens he puts out there to make room. Uh, that's about all he's good for, <laughs> for just about these days. Robert, Robbie Williams is interesting, though. He had eight and three with two blocks on four or five shooting, including a couple of massive Tomahawk uh, alley-oop dunks. One, he missed one, but one that he got was massive. Rock the garden. He, he only had 19 minutes, but that's all he needs for 12-team value. He's fine to stream as well. Uh, or maybe even hold on to, and I'm, I've got a little joke here, if the Celtics blow it up and stop wasting their time with TT's huge R screen. So, yeah, he, he's just a permanent monster. Pritchard had 11-2-2 two two with a steal and a 3-on-5 for 11 shooting. Jeff Teague, I've just got written here in massive uh, all caps, drop with extreme prejudice if you have not already. He is uh, finished. And Semi Ojale, I've got written as above, maybe not for long term, but uh, his little little run just sort of petered out pretty fast. The next game is one that interests both me and John because uh, we have quite a few uh, rockets of various kinds on our different rosters. And, of course, there is an ex-Wizards player there. John is a Wizards fan with John Wall. Uh, the Rockets lost 113 to 118. This game was a flogging for a long while, but the Sixers kind of took their foot off the gas late. The Rockets are now 11 and 17 on the season. The Sixers are 19 and 10, which is good for first in the East just in front of the Nets. For the Rockets, John Wall had 28 and 3 uh, with seven assists and three steals and a block. Just 11 for 24 from the field, though, and two for eight from deep. Does he need Christian Wood to be good from the field? Yeah, that certainly doesn't help. I mean, it doesn't hurt. I mean, uh, you know, Cousins is is still a very, very good uh, basketball player. He, he would be a, an excellent backup, but. You know, just wood wood in there just gives him that extra uh, thing for the defense to focus on. Uh, that would that really opens up thing things for Wall. So, yeah, I think as far I think he'll keep putting up the you know the counting stats. But as far as percentages go, I'm, I expect them to see about uh, about about what we saw today uh, going forward without wood in there. Hmm. And 
you just it's hard to get a read on when Wood will be back. Uh, different places mm. I've inquired, it looks like it could be a week, but you just never, never know with big guys and uh, injuries to the lower extremities. Uh, Jay, speaking of lower extremities, I'm from Australia, and that's where uh, Jay Sean Tate played last season. And uh, just shout out to the NBL again. He had 19 and six with four assists and three steals on seven for 11 shooting. The field goal percentage is just really good. He's so efficient, this guy. He doesn't turn the ball over much. Uh, I've just got here, mate. How good is this fella? Oh, man. I, well, you have to give a lot of credit to the Rockets uh, organization. And then I guess they're scouting. I mean, because, you know, when, you, when, you're, uh, when your team has a couple of really high salary contract uh, guys on their team, like, like the Rockets did at the beginning with, you know, with Harden and Wall, that's like 70% of your entire salary cap right there, maybe 60% or so. So you need to be able to bring in a couple of, of guys on, you know, pretty low salaries that are able to come in and contribute. And the guys that they're able to scrap together, I mean, guys like uh, Nawaba, Sterling Brown, and Jay Sean Tate that, uh, you know, just bring a lot of defensive intensity and have a very high floor and are able to just come right in and, and play is just amazing. I mean, um, when you compare the guys that they scrap together compared to, like, my team, the Wizards, it's just night and day. And it kind of pisses me off, actually. I wish my Wizards had a couple of these dudes. But... Yeah, Tate, I mean, he is just so fierce and so intense on defense. You know, he had three steals there today, as we saw, and he usually has a, a block or two. But anybody that can play two through five on, on the defensive side is is a winner in my book. So I, I love this. I love this guy. They even play some uh, small ball with him in the center spot as well. He can play basically everywhere from shooting guard to center. It's, uh, and last season, I actually saw him play here in Sydney, not far away from where I live is where the Sydney Kings play. And uh, he pretty much outjawed LaMelo Ball in that game. Ball fouled out, uh, although he still managed 18 points and some real highlight stuff. But uh, it was Jay Sean Tate who, who won the game at the time. And little did we know. Uh, a few months later, I'll be talking about him here with you. Uh, Demarcus Cousins had 19, 8, and 4 with two steals and two blocks. He has been better, probably only has value until Christian Wood comes back. Uh, Eric Gordon had 17 and 6 with three threes on 6 for 14 shooting. If he's on your wire, he's a good source of threes and points. He may have been dropped because he was injured. Worth looking out for. Would you roster him, uh, Professor Steele, or are you scared Yahoo might bench him like they did <laughs> to our friend Mike Uzzy? <laughs> yeah, I would. I would be. I'd be afraid of that. I, they don't. They don't like to have him in in the lineups uh, apparently. So um, yeah, I probably. I probably stay away from him. <laughs> yeah, the, the field goal percentage is pretty rough with Eric Gordon, and I mean, he, but and there, there are other three streamers out there. I'm just glad I've got guys like Joe Harris. By the way, have a look if Seth Curry's out on your wire because uh, we're about to talk about the Sixers in a moment. Let's, that's a good segue, actually. He had 25-5 and five with two steals and three threes. Do you think he's back, John? Yeah, I do. I mean, uh, when when somebody is that great of a shooter, they're they're only gone for so long. Uh, and, um, you know, I, I mean, he's not, he, he probably won't put up this, this many points on a consistent basis, but you can always count on him for, for pretty good you know, percentages, especially with the three ball. Yeah, well, I mean, he's the second best field goal, a three-point three percentage shooter of all time in the NBA. So Man. that's a fairly good indicator of how good he is at Be shooting. Behind his brother? <laughs> I, I, I actually can't remember. I think it's Kyle Corver, isn't it? I'm not sure who's first. I think okay. but he's, 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 he's ahead of his brother on percentage anyway, although wow. obviously at a much, <laughs> much lesser volume. Right. Uh, Toby Harris had 24 and 15. Uh, with five assists, a steal, and two blocks. Massive from Toby. Now, in one of our chats, uh, someone who doesn't like the Sixers very much was saying before the season that Harris was the third worst contract in basketball. Uh, today, they they changed that to the 10th worst contract in basketball. Where are we on this fella on, in fantasy in real life? I mean, he's just the, the superstar that nobody talks about. He's so quiet. I mean, he, he goes out there and puts 20 and, and 8 every night, um, borderline all-star. He just doesn't have – he's kind of like Sox Middleton. He just doesn't have that cool factor. So he doesn't do very well in, in something like all-star voting. So I don't don't really expect to see him in, the, in, in that game. But, I mean, um, as far as his contract goes, I'm not a big fan of, of long contracts. So – one that goes out to 2025, like I believe his does. I'm not a big fan of, but you know the amounts that he gets paid. Uh, I, I can't really say that he's overpaid. Um, 
one interesting thing about contracts too, we always, when we talk about bad contracts, we always point to um, the really high, you know, the high salary guys, like the guys that are over 30 million and so. Um, and as someone who plays in a lot of contracts leagues, I can, I can tell you that there's a lot of lower salary guys that are bad contracts as well. So, um, and those guys don't receive the heats that the, that the high salary guys do. But I mean, if you need somebody that's, as consistent as they come, just like Sox, Middleton, you know, Toby's your guy. Yeah, he's 29th on the season uh, in per game, which is incredible given he was being drafted in that sort of 45 to, to 60 range in most leagues. And on totals, uh, he is right around that. So he's 27th on, 29th on per game and 24th on totals, which is basically the turn of the second and third round where people like, Vucevic and Shea Gilgis-Alexander uh, were going before Gobert and stuff like that. The value that he's providing is just uh, just massive. And the consistency, if you have a look at his game log, there's very little red marks in there, which kind of can, you know, I'm looking at a game log kind of chart here, and there's just a lot of green, a lot of neutral, and not very much red. He's just very consistent. Um, and, and, yeah, talking yeah. about the game, the, the red marks in the game log, I mean, if you play in any fan tracks leagues in particular – I mean, Fantrax loves this guy. I mean, he's always, what, like top five, top eight mm. in the entire league at the end of the year? I mean, and I think that's related to just not having any or very little negative uh, marks on across the board. Yeah, he's just very super, super consistent guy. Yeah. Uh, Joel Embiid was back after one game off. He had another big game. He had 31 and 11 with nine assists, two steals and a block. Uh Gee, what can you say? Um, 10 for 12, 10 of 12 at the foul line at 83%. The free throw percentage is really good for a big man. This guy, but he added nine assists today. What, what, mm -hmm. what else? Is there anything you can't do? <laughs> I mean, well, only one block. I mean, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he had, he had a few turnovers. I mean, he's, you know, he's, he's doing some of the playmaking these days. So that's to be expected, a you know, kind of like, uh, you know, uh, Jokic, that, that kind of thing. So, you know, Jokic usually has, you know, a, a lot of uh, turnovers as well. But I mean, there's just nothing else that you can ask out of this guy. <laughs> No, no, you can't. And I've got him in a couple of leagues because he was going cheap. I just hope that he uh, is playing all the time in, in April and uh, the early May period when the fantasy playoffs are in, on this season. Most of them are in April, by the way. At the moment, we can't really plan for those because we haven't seen the schedule, but we can expect that uh, most teams will be playing three or four games every week. And it'll just be interesting to see what happens with teams resting players and stuff at the time. Uh, the next game on the slate was the Pistons up against the Bulls. The Pistons ran out, uh, the, the Bulls ran out winners, sorry, 105 to 102. The Bulls improved to 12 for 15 on the season and the Pistons are 8 and 20. I think they're one of the best 8 and 20 teams I've seen. No, they, they, they are really good to watch. Um, but this is the biggest comeback in the NBA this season. Uh, the Bulls were absolute bull dust, as we say in Australia, which means bull shite in the first <laughs> half. The, they benched Williams, uh, uh, bloody, what's his name? Um, WCJ. Yeah, well, yeah, Carter. Carter. Um, I've, got, I've got that all mixed up there. Yeah, they benched... Um, they benched Carter and White for the second half after terrible contributions for the interval. But Williams had 12 in the last quarter, including a huge three. Uh, this was a really big comeback uh, for the Bulls. It was Zach Levine. He had 37, 5 and 5 with three steals, 14 of 22 with four threes. Just amazing. He's 13th on the season in nine categories. Not much you can say about him. Just, you just wished you drafted him. Wendell Carter Jr., there we go. I'll get it right in a moment. He had 18 and 3 with a steal and two blocks on seven for nine shooting. Where are we on him? Uh, it's tough, man. I mean, it, it seems like he's a little bit in the doghouse there. Um, you know, I think he's, I, I, I've always loved his game. Um, there's always, there's been some questions about uh, just his mentality on the courts, um, his intensity at times. Um, I think when he's all dialed in, then he's, he has the chance to be one of the best centers, but I think he's a, it's a, it's he's a little tough to roster at the moment in, as far as fantasy goes though. And it, and it seems to be kind of a bit injury prone as well. Um, right, definitely. Hard. What about Pat Williams? He had 15-5 and 2 with a steal and a block. Uh 12 points as I mentioned in the fourth quarter after a terrible game. He's just a streamer, isn't he? You're not really relying yeah. on him as a season long hold. Yeah, I I like his game uh long term. I think he has superstar potential. Uh you know, in in, in his future, but yeah, this season, his rookie season, I, I, for a rookie, I think he's fantastic, but 
Yeah, I, I think you said it best. He's that streamer at best. And then Kobe White had another disappointing game. He's just eight and six with four assists, three of ten shooting with three turnovers, uh, and he's just shooting forty percent on the season, which is not great. Let's let's stop. Let's talk about something better, which is Jeremy Grant. Wow, son of Harvey, nephew of Ooh. Horace. He went absolutely bonkers here. Uh, by the way, four people from the same family in the NBA is that the most ever? Because there's um, obviously he's got he had a brother who played. I think his other brother didn't make it, and then there's his father Harvey and Horace, yeah. his uncle. That's four guys from the same family. It's got to be up there. I mean, there's the Silas family also. The um, you know the head coach of Houston. Uh, all of his a lot of his families and has been in the NBA, but I can't think of any off the top of my head though. Yeah, That'd pretty be something huge, interesting. Anyway. Yeah, I gotta look I'll, that up later. You can see the talent though there today. There was his first forty-point game. His gamble leaving Denver has really paid off. Twenty million in this contract, but uh, hmm. I think he probably gets a max next time around uh, because you know when they renegotiate this one in two years or something because he's got three years on this deal. Uh, Forty-three and two with a block on fifteen of twenty-five shooting, four threes and nine from nine at the line. At the end of the game, uh, they. It was kind of weird because the Bulls got in front and then the Pistons were kind of chasing it back after having been way in front. And he just kept hitting shot after shot at the end. The Bulls commentators were really paying him a lot of uh, credit. And he's another one you just wish that you got him. You probably don't uh, sell high on him. Although he was only 81st in the last week, 52nd over the last two weeks, 35th on the season, which is, of course, huge value. He had a few bad shooting games against some good teams, so I would, I would, I think somewhere around that sort of like 30 to 40 mark is where he ends up. Sadiq Bay. Now, this is hilarious, isn't it? Because we just talked about him on Saturday. I picked him up in a couple of places, and then uh, he's, he became the Eastern Conference Player of the Week, which uh, another prominent podcaster described as being absolute bullshit. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's been very good. He had 12-7-3 with a steal on and a three today, five of five at the line. He's the 47th best player in the last week on 60% plus field goal percentage, which obviously will come down a bit. But he's a 12-team player now that uh, Blake is gone, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. I mean, last time we talked about him, you uh, put me on the spot a little bit about asking me if he's uh, rosterable or not. I mean, I've always liked Bay. When, I, when, uh, when he was drafted, I had him really high on my big board, I think uh, number 11, and he got drafted uh, 19th. Um, but it was hard for me to say if he's rosterable or not. But it, let's look at his numbers here today. 12 points, uh, you know, one for five from the three-point line, five for five, uh, seven rebounds and three assists. And let me put you on the spot. If if he does this exact line every night for the rest of the season, is is he rosterable in 12-team in leagues and why? He's definitely that is definitely rosterable because of the, the mm-hmm. seven boards. Any anytime someone if someone can average higher than five boards or five assists and do other stuff as well, they're worth rostering at the bottom of a of a nine category team unless their field goal percentage is absolutely awful. Because there's some guys, for example, a good example of this is say Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks right. does lines like this all the time, and he does uh-huh. even better lines, but he. Sometimes he has empty lines, and then other right. nights he just destroys you with his volume field goal percentage, which is garbage. Whereas a guy like Bay, he like I would I would roster him over this season anyway, like a Dunk Robinson, who just seems to be cold mm-hmm. and doesn't offer anything else at all except for threes and maybe right. a couple of rebounds here and there. So this is rosterable. It's sort of like I think Jay Sean Tate is a good comparison. This is like a sort mm-hmm. of a Tate floor at the moment but even when he has less minutes he can do something like this and i would i would say these guys are holds um, unless something really hot comes along like a mason plumley perhaps he had 11 <laughs> 8 and 3 today plumley's been good value delon wright is another one he's been 50, he was top 50 in the last week 86 on the season he had 12 4 and 4 with three steals josh jackson now he's an example of what i mean like would you prefer sadiq bay or josh jackson jackson had 8 8 and 1 with two steals and a block, but it was three for nine shooting. I think he's more of a points league guy than a must hold in nine category. Oh, I definitely take uh, Sadiq Bay. I mean, when it comes to rookies and rebuilding teams, it's all about the opportunity, really. I mean, there's a lot of you know moving moving pieces and moving parts. Always a different rotation every night, but as long as he's in there, he's gonna he's gonna be doing things. He's gonna be putting up stats and. There's no doubt, uh, even though he has a funky release, you know, it, it goes in uh, from, from the three-point line. So 
Uh, I would I would definitely take uh, Bay over Jackson. Uh, another thing worth noting from the game was Dennis Smith Jr. played 16 minutes today. He had 10 points on four of nine and nothing else. He is a deep league ad, I guess. If you play in 16 teams, leagues or deeper, you could add him. Uh, I don't think he's going to have 12-team value this season. I the think next, he, he, go on. He's, he's, he's looking good, though. I mean, I, I, he surprised me a little bit. Um, mm. You know, he's uh, he's really uh, he's really dialed in on the defensive side. And I, I've I've never I'm, I mean, I, I've always been super low on this guy. But the few times I've seen him with the with the Pistons, he looks like he's he, I guess he's in a contract year. But um, he looks like he's trying to make an effort out there on defense. And he, he's, he's looking pretty good. I got to give it to him. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The next game on the slate was your Washington Wizards winning again. Yeah. Is that, is, is, that, is that three wins in four games? Yes, three in a, three in a row. Three in a row, yeah. And I think yeah, they're... Yeah. I think there's something like seven and five over the last twelve games as well. Uh, even even with Russ in there, <laughs> yeah, nine for se- nine and seventeen on the season, and I reckon you guys are still a chance of making it into the play-in, aren't you? Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I like the way that they're playing. Um, yeah, I, I think there's that. Like you said before, with the with the play-in, uh, you know, uh, possibility this year, I, just about every team has a chance. I'd say now. Before we get to the good stuff, uh, what on earth happened to Mo Wagner? <laughs> he only played three <laughs> three minutes. This was amazing. Um, yeah, he started the game, and Scott Brooks actually made an adjustment, which you almost never see happen. Um, he could tell right away that he was just being manhandled, even in three minutes by Jokic. He didn't have the right approach. He didn't have the right physicality to, to match it. I mean... Nobody does, but he he could he he could tell within a, a couple minutes that he had better options than than Wagner on this night. So, with that uh, center rotation, I mean it's it's a true rotation. I mean, there one night you'll see more Lopez, one more one night Len, and Lopez and Len played really well tonight, both of them. Now, who is your center? Because on a, on Yahoo, I've got Davis Bertans in the league, and he's nominally a center. But uh, what yeah. kind of what kind of center has thirty five points with nine for eleven from deep? Holy crap! He made up for a very slow start to the season, almost in one game. Nine for eleven from deep, eight from eight from the foul line. Uh, he took every shot from the field. He took was a three points. <laughs> it's just is he now? Is he back? Yeah, I think so. He was he was um, one of the most affected by by the COVID at the beginning of the season, and just he was way out of shape uh, coming into the year, coming out back over to the states from from Latvia, and um, yeah, he admitted like the first two or three weeks that he was totally out of shape, and you could see with each game that he was coming back a little bit more and more, but the last two or three games, he he told reporters, you know, I can feel it tonight. I, I got the feeling back. Mm. So. I think we can start to see this a little bit more out of him. Now he made his first six in a row, and then on his seventh three-pointer, uh, the camera was right behind him as he shot, and it was right on line the whole way. And it, it was the ball was halfway down, and it came back out. He almost started out seven for seven, but I mean, nine for eleven. Good lord. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like a bit of a donkey because last night I had a, I had the stream choice between getting him off uh, in that in that uh, dynasty league we play with uh, with Eli, he was yeah. on the wire and I had a choice between him and Mo Wagner. And I think I asked you about this and I mm. ended up picking up Wagner instead of him and now Batans is gone. <laughs> <laughs> that is absolutely brutal. Uh, like you said, there were some other good lines. Len had 10, and, uh, 10 points and eight rebounds and Robin Lopez had nine points and four rebounds. Their defense was excellent by the sounds of it. Russell Westbrook had 12 and 13 with 12 assists. I've got him in a couple of category leagues as well as um, a points league. And I think in those category leagues, I'm just going to fall into punting percentages and play him because I decided to bench him this week because of the the percentages, 
but then I'm I'm now losing percentages anyway because I've got like other gunners on my team. You might as well just go and stuff the categories with this because it's pretty much a, a triple double every night. Did I lose you? Oh yeah, I'm here. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. um, yeah. I think I, yeah, I you, you got nothing to say about <laughs> Russell Westbrook. <laughs> well, all all I can say is that um, as time goes by, um, I I get less and less pissed off watching him play with the Wizards. Uh, so I think that's a good sign. Um, yeah, uh, he was just just a walking turnover. I mean, he had eight today, and he just has to take better care of the ball. There was one possession near the end of the game. Um, where the ball should have been in Beal's hands for a key shot, but it never got there, and the game eventually ended up going into overtime, and that was a big part of it. But, um, you know, as far like uh, Coach Brooks making adjustments, that's one that's the, an adjustment I'd like to see is just uh, him talking to Russ and, have, you know, having him – uh, make adjustments. I, I think he's a little bit scared of the superstars on the team, but somebody like Wagner, he had no no problem taking out right away. Yeah. So. It's, it's funny because I think I talked about this on the last show. Uh, the show was on a Monday with um, Hank, and I was saying how last season when the ball was out of his hands and mm. Harden was running it, he was very efficient. And I wondered maybe at the end of the game, would it be better if – he played off the ball a bit, and they worked out some ways to get him to the rim. Do you think it's partially because of his uh, the the health stuff, where he he's not able to finish at the rim anymore? Yeah, I think he's getting a little bit better at that, though. I, I think that's part of it. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think the health was an issue the first couple of weeks of the season. Um, but yeah, I would like to see the ball out of his hands just a little bit more. <laughs> mm. Well, we better move on to another team that both of us uh, have a lot of interest in, which is the Indiana Pacers, because I've got quite a few Pacers guys on various rosters, and I've got Timberwolves guys too. This was an, adult, an overtime barn burner. The Pacers run out winners 134 to 128. They improved to 15 and 14 on the season, and the Wolves are 7 for 22, which is the worst record in the NBA. Sabonis had a monster game, 37, 7 and 10, with three steals and a block. 13 for 21 shooting, 9 for 11 from the line. Wow. That's a six. He's the sixth best player in nine categories Jesus. leagues in the last uh, week. Uh, and he, he, during that time, he's averaged 25, 12, and 8 with two steals and two blocks. 27th on the season. It's only the free throw percentage that really hurts you, and he's neutral in steals and blocks. Uh, he had been below average on that, but this little outburst of late's pulled him up. If he gets steals and blocks, he's, uh, he's a first-rounder. Uh, that's incredible. Look at that stat line. I mean, 36, 17, 10, three steals, a block. Yeah, I mean, gosh, the bonus owners have got to be partying tonight. Yeah, just incredible. Now, speaking of partying, <laughs> Miles Turner, given – I mean, that's an amazing line for Sabonis and, you know, really good 27th on the season. But Turner is 21st, just outrageous, wow. isn't it? <laughs> it is. I mean, uh, four blocks again tonight uh, over his season average. Um as long as he can shoot a, uh, keep the three ball percentages up a little bit, I mean he's gonna he's gonna stay up there. I think. Yeah, no, absolutely agree with that. Malcolm Brogdon had thirty two nine and seven with a steal and a block on six threes on fifty five percent shooting. Thirty fourth ranked player on the season. Real life question: Are the Bucks better off with uh, Drew Holiday than they would be if they had Brogdon? Oh man, that's a that's tough. Um, Man, I love both of them so much, and they they both add kind of similar things. I mean, they they both uh, are excellent playmakers, uh, both excellent defenders. I'd give the advantage to Drew there. Um, wow, man, that's a tough one. Um, I think I would take. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know today. If you ask me tomorrow, I might give you a different answer. But today, I I think I would lean towards Brogdon. Yeah, I think I think Brogdon has that ability to run the offense. It's obviously a little bit different, isn't it? You probably give the advantage just to Drew on the defensive end, right. although Brogdon is still a good defender. And then the other way around, it would be obviously Brogdon on the offensive right. side of things, you know. But Brogdon uh, hits a lot of uh, clutch shots too. I that's mean, right. that's, you got to you got to take that into account as well. Speaking of clutch, TJ McConnell. Ah, TJ Mack. <laughs> he had six points and six assists with a block, and he remains. A uh, very good long stream with the assists. He's probably going to be a season-long hold the way it's going. Uh, Jeremy Lamb had 18 and 8 with uh, 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 an assist and two threes. 
He's 87th on the season and just 123rd in the last week as well. He's a hold, but I don't think he's going to be incredible. And there's my man Aaron on holiday like me, 15 and 3 with two assists and two threes. He's probably just a deep league guy or a streamer on on back-to-backs. For the T-Wolves, great to see Towns back. He had 30 and 10 with just one assist, which is a bit unlike him. I think that was because a lot of the guy T-Wolves guys were cold off his passes. He had two (laughs) steals and two blocks, though, and two threes. 12 for 12 at the foul line. Uh, Town seems to be getting his mojo going. Oh, yeah. I mean, we can uh, we can expect monster games out of him going forward as long as he's in the lineup, yeah. Yeah, now I've got him in a couple of teams. In fact, I've got him in one team I think I mentioned before where I'm absolutely dead last uh, in part because he's been out for so long and I'm going to come <laughs> storming back. Speaking of storming oh, yeah. back, Rick Rubio. He had 20 points and 13 assists. I wish I grabbed him a few day, days ago, but I, I guess will it stick? Do you think, John? Man, I drafted this guy a couple spots, and I had to I had to drop him. And I, yeah, I think so. I, I think he's I think you know he's all he's always been a high assist guy. I think I think he's I, I don't know if we can expect thirteen every night, but with Cat back, I would I would I would bet on you know between eight and twelve somewhere in that ballpark. Now, Malik Beasley is one of the stories of the season in terms of late-round guys. He had 31-3 and three with three assists, 65th on the season, 45th in the last two weeks is great. Uh, Anthony Edwards kind of came back to earth a little bit. He had 8-5-4 and four on 3-for-15 shooting. It probably will be a bit up and down with him, and he could struggle against better defensive teams like these guys with uh, yeah. with Sabonis and uh, Miles Turner inside. It's There's not necessarily a lot of, a lot of spacing <laughs> to go around because they're able to... They're able to just stay out on the guys on the perimeter because nobody has to help anybody else on the inside. McDaniels had 11-4-1 with three blocks in his 37 minutes. Uh, Vanderbilt just played 18 minutes and he was not bad. What about McDaniels? Is he worth consideration? Uh, no, I don't I don't think so. Um, I think maybe starting next year, but for this year, I don't think so. I, he's, he's an intriguing prospect. A little bit, uh, reminds me a little bit of Jonathan Isaac out there. A lot of limbs. A lot mm. of long arms and legs. Um, but going forward, I think so, but not so much this year. The next game on the slate was the uh, Blazers up against the Pelicans. Wow, this was another barn burner. At the moment, Damian Lillard is just absolutely much must-watch basketball. If you're not able to watch that much at the moment, you're not sure what to watch, I can tell you watching Steph is amazing. But at the moment, to me, yeah. Damian Lillard is the best watch in the NBA. And I, I, I put that over everybody else, even though the Nets are amazing. Harden was great in the game against the Suns. The other, the CP three was amazing too. But Damian Lillard, wow, forty three, four and sixteen assists with a steal and a block. Fourteen of twenty eight from the field, seven threes, perfect. Eight of eight from the foul line. And I think I saw something today where in clutch uh, foul shots he hasn't missed a shot in clutch minutes, which is I think the last five minutes where the game is closer than five points or something like that. He is perfect from the foul line in those situations. He's seventh on the season right now, which is right around where he was drafted, but fifth in the last month. The only thing that's keeping him from going higher than that is just the really high volume, 45% from the field. But the counting stats, the points, the assists, everything else is just incredible. What do you say about this guy? <laughs> yeah, like you said, he's must watch. I mean, and he's he's climbing up the uh, MVP rankings for sure. I mean, He's right. He's right in there. I mean, jeez, uh, man, this guy is just every night. He brings. He brings it every night. He's just leading this this team of, you know, kind of uh, not not great basketball players other than him. I mean, he's just carrying them to wins every night. Eighteen and ten, um, just impressive. I, that's all I can say. Yeah, no, their record is really impressive. I've got him right up there in the. MVP yeah. for me, right alongside Embiid. And um, they're talking about LeBron as well. We'll see how that all works out. Uh, but yeah, the other guy who's doing well at the moment is I've got here, Gary Trent Tube Jr., the stent tube. <laughs> he is just <laughs> he's just drilling them in though. Like he has got a tube connected to the ring because uh, he can't really miss from three, especially when he is uh, unmarked. He had 23-2 and one with five threes. Dame Dollar gets doubled, and he just hits these huge, uncontested threes. 61st in the last week, 91st in the last month, and he's going to get paid down the line uh, oh, when yeah. next contract, isn't he? Because he looks like an NBA player. I mean, when he when he misses, I am totally shocked. I mean, every everything he puts up uh, from beyond the arc is just it just it's just straight and true, and it looks like it's going in 
right when it leaves his, his mm-hmm. hands. I mean, he's got to be he's he's got to be one of the best shooters in the league right now. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I think he's in the top three on percentages for uncontested shots from the three-point land, which he gets a lot of with Dame at the moment. Simon's had seven, two, and three in 25 minutes. He wasn't good today, but he was great in the last game, wasn't he? Yeah, I've, re- I've been really impressed with uh, Simons. And, you know, nobody's uh, criticized him more than me. I, I, I think a few weeks ago I said he didn't even belong in the NBA. But, um, it, I mean, he's he's been really good. He doesn't add too much other than other than the uh, other than the three ball. But um, just just being able to provide this team with uh, with reliable minutes every night. So I think he's shown a lot of growth this year. Mm. Speaking of growth, Zion, 36 and 6 with four oh. assists, two steals, 11 for 15 at the foul line, which is okay. That's 73%, which is sort of like LeBron was early in the career, in his career. And a bit like LeBron, wow, this guy is an absolute monster. Another guy who is a monster for the Pelicans is Ingram. It was a bit of a mare game from him. He had 14, 5, and 6 on 4 of 12 shooting, but he's 32nd on the season, 35th in the last month. He's been consistent and fine and good, which is the opposite of uh, Eric Bledsoe, who's been garbage. He had 10, 3, and 3 with two threes, no defensive cats. He's 176 on the season, 212 in the last month, dropped with extreme prejudice. Um, Hart has been playing more than him, but he was just 4 and 6 uh, today he's the opposite of consistent. JJ Redick, remember him? He had four threes today. <laughs> Willie Hernan <laughs> Gomez is who I wanted to ask you about to finish off this game. He had eleven and seventeen with a three. No defensive stats, but uh, he could be huge with Adams going down with injury. I added him in a few places. What do you think? Yeah, that's what I was wondering about. I mean, I just saw Adams there with uh, ten minutes. Um, yeah, I mean, he's definitely more of a stable. Uh, center option there than than the youngster Jackson Hayes. So this could be this in deep deeper leagues like uh, Mr. Huss in our league. I mean he he's going to be uh, celebrating being a Hernan Gomez owner. <laughs> yeah, that that's just huge. I picked him up in a couple of places where I need rebounds because uh, mm. Adams he left the game with one injury and he was already injured in the last game and I think he's got two or three things going on and he hasn't been great either. So yeah. we'll see how that pans out. The Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, lost today, but they uh, have been doing all right. The Grizzlies yeah. won out winners 122 to 113. The Thunder are 11 and 17 on the season, and the Grizzlies are um, 12 and 12. You know, the Thunder have the exact same record as the Miami Heat. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I love I love watching this team play. They play with so much energy and so much fire and so much pride every night. There's just something in the water they're in OKC. They're just they're in the game every night, even against uh, some of the better teams in the league. And I love watching these young guys play. I mean, if I told you at the start of the season that after 28 games they'd have the same record as the Heat, you would probably be, <laughs> "What are you smoking?" But you would have won a lot of money if you if you bet on that. <laughs> there you go. Shea Gilgis Alexander was back, which was great to see because I've got him in a few leagues. He had 22, three and six in his first game back. We'll see him improve from there. Uh, Dort had 11 and two. One repulsive, ranker than septic, two for ten shooting. He's inconsistent. Baisley is Mister Inconsistency. He had eighteen, seven, and two with four threes. I've divested myself of him in a few leagues because of the inconsistency and garbage shooting. But I will stream him if he ends up on the wire again after others get tired of him. He's fine in a points league, I guess, but just one hundred and sixty seventh of the season, one hundred and twelfth in the last week, which is not great. Diallo had eight, three, and four in nineteen minutes. He is a dropper, Roo, because with those reduced minutes, he's not good enough. Mascala. Your man. Oh, yeah. He had 21 and three with five threes. He's a decent threes and points streamer, isn't he? Yeah, the Minnesota Muskrat. I love me uh, some Muscala. And he, he's probably the worst rebounding uh, seven footer in the history of the NBA. But man, when he gets that three ball going, he's, uh, you got to have him in your lineup. I mean, and the thing is, he plays the same role pretty much every night. Um, you know, he gets his 20, 24, 25 minutes uh, with or without uh, big, big Al Horford. So, He's, he's a good guy to have, uh, you know, at the bottom of your bench. Yes, and I, I'll be happily streaming here and there. And he's usually available too because he's not mm. a sexy name. Yeah. Uh, now, a sexy name, one one name that is sexy is Teo Maladon. He had 14-5 and two with two steals. He's got, he's got some tasty upside, this kid. He's 95th in the last week, 115th in the last month, but he's a point guard who can do stuff in the defensive cats. Um, at age 17, he was the French Cup final MVP. So he's got some big game chops as well. Never a big scorer in Europe, but the all-round game looks good with him. Maybe another Philly regret as well because they had to package him 
the 34th pick with Al Horford to get rid of the contract. So is that one they might regret? Oh, I think so. I mean, this kid at 19 is is so impressive, so so seasoned for a 19-year-old. I mean, it's it's really nice having uh, SGA out there so he doesn't have to always be the primary ball handler. But one thing that I notice here in his game, uh, I've, I've, I've owned him in a couple leagues pretty much uh, all season, um, and I, I like to see his percentages going up here. I mean, I remember at the beginning of the year, he would have like a 2-for-10 game. But the last few, he's been he's been raising those percentages quite a bit. Four for five uh, uh, from three pointers today. That that's great to see. And then the rebounds, assists, and steals. I mean, I, this kid's this kid's a keeper. I really like him. Mm, I, I got him in our competitive league. I've got him mm. and Roby, the other guy I wanted to ask you about. I decided to take a flyer on both of them. Roby had ten, eight, and four with two steals and a three. He fouled out, which limited his minutes a little bit, just down to 23. But it's good to see that he has value in those kind of minutes because that's probably what he gets when Big Al, when he plays alongside Big Al, which he did in the last game, and he was okay there too. As a kind of points and like uh, rebounds with a little bit of other stuff uh, center, is he worth rostering? I, I like this kid. I, I like his stat line a lot, but that hairstyle, man, I just can't. I can't have it on my roster, man. It just doesn't fit my roster construction. He has kind of the the Anthony Simons look, where it looks like he just came out of a wind tunnel and just everything's blown back. <laughs> but um, if if you take the if you take the uh, hairstyle out of it, uh, this is a kid that I, I'd be looking. If you can if you can fit that hairstyle somehow on your roster, then <laughs> then go for it. Yeah, well, I've I've managed to get him in there. It can make up for a little <laughs> bit of loss of some of mine in a couple of spots. Uh, for the Grizzlies, Jar Moran had 15, 11, and twelve, but four of fourteen shooting and zero from three for deep. Uh, shout out to the guy who sent me a crap trade offer tonight. Try and get rid of Ja Morant uh, and get Trey Young going the other direction. I was offered Ja Morant and uh, what's his name from the Kings? God, Rashawn Holmes. I'm getting a mental blank because he's injured. I was offered Ja Morant and Rashawn Holmes for OG Ananobi and Trey Young. And I just what? got that shit out of here. Yeah, God. <laughs> ja Morant only hits 0.83 per game. He's low in steals, poor field goal percentage. And if you have him, you would know that in eight of his last nine games, his field goal percentage has been a turd burger. He's a buy low, but at top 75, I wouldn't give up anything better than that for him. I've mentioned before, I don't like high volume, low field goal percentage dudes these season, this season if they can't do a lot of other stuff. I, I just wouldn't buy I wouldn't buy this guy, I don't think. It's Valentine's Day coming up. Two million men are already using Manscaped products to groom. Make sure you're one of them. Valentine's Day is upon us. Uh, you don't know where the night is going to take you. And our friends at Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming, are here to tell you you need to use the best tools for the job. If your girl can't think of what to get you this year, tell her to get the gift that's for you and for her. The best way to get started is with the Manscaped Perfect, Perfect Package 3.0, full of the best products to keep you looking, smelling, and feeling nice. The Perfect Package, of course, is led by the revolutionary third-generation Lawn Mower 3.0 trimmer with its advanced skin safe technology which prevents uh any messes on the bathroom floor and stuff like that because it's waterproof uh you, that's very important when it's time for cupid to shoot his arrow of course the perfect package also comes with a pair of manscaped boxes that will keep your junk feeling fresh all day it's time to upgrade those over the old used a stinky pair of boxes you have to these high performance anti-chafing boxes complete your grooming game with a new refined cologne signature scent by manscaped that's the signature scent that's in all manscaped formulas this cologne is a perfect complement to your collection so all of this is the perfect package for your perfect package get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code hoopball20 at manscaped.com that is hoopball20 at manscaped.com 20 percent off and free shipping, your balls and the people who enjoy them will thank you. Um, Grayson Allen had 22, 3 and 4 with a steal and 6 for 10 from deep, showing Jar how to do it. 46 in the last week, which is just ironic. He's twice as good as Jar's been the last week. When Bain and Melton come back, who knows? But for now, stream, baby, stream. Jonas Valanciunas had 12, uh, 20, 12 and 2 with a block. He's 55th on the season right now, which is right around where he was drafted. Slow-mo. 25 and 5 with five steals and a block. Uh, freaking hell. 67th <laughs> on the season, 17th in the last week. I really regret dropping him after a couple of early season streams. Do you have this guy anywhere? No, I had oh, a couple geez. of. You lost me? No, no, I was just saying, oh, geez. I'm just like, oh. I can't <laughs> because I'm just depressed that I didn't keep uh. him. <laughs> 
Oh man, I had a couple of uh, uh, preseason trade offers for for this guy, and I just didn't really believe in him. I, I didn't really know much about his game, to be honest with you. And I'm really regretting it, just like you are. I think. Wow. Uh, the aforementioned Dylan Brooks had 17, 1, 1, 1, and 1 on 5 of 13 shooting, 0 for 3 from deep. Uh, Brandon Clark was uh, had a better game today, 24 minutes, which is right around the kind of minutes he can get. He had 12 and 6 with 2 assists, 2 steals, and 2 blocks. Good to see him putting up a better line, but when Triple J comes back, I don't know what will happen. Two games to go. Let's talk about the Heat and the Dubs first, and we can talk about the Jazz very briefly because at the moment they're just steamrolling everyone. This was a great game in the end, although some terrible shooting from both teams. Uh, went to overtime. The Dubs ran out winners 120 to 112. Uh, the Dubs have no centers. They were 6 for 24 for deep uh, from deep in regulation. Miami were up big late. Steph was terrible, but somehow on the back of Kent Bazemore, they tied it and won in overtime. <laughs> Miami are a trail of fire. They now have the same record as the Thunder, as I mentioned. Uh, just what do you say about Miami? Man, I don't know. They're really having a tough time. Uh, I don't know. It's you know, it seems like the league has really caught up to the to the handoff to Duncan Robinson and and Tyler Hero coming off the wings, and they're having a hard time getting that shot up uh, compared to last year. And that's that was really a big part of their success last year. Mm. So. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I think this team's in trouble, though. Now, as you mentioned, the the, the shooting hero today was eleven and fifteen rebounds. Mm. So those rebounds were coming because both teams were missing so many shots. Uh, four assists, three blocks, but three for fifteen from the field. Uh, yeah. That's just rough. Uh, Kendrick Nunn played forty minutes. He had nineteen and one with five threes. He's playing a lot, but they aren't winning much. What's Nunn's a hard one. I streamed him a couple of times, dropped him, I streamed him again. Is he a 12-team must-have guy? Man, I don't know. I dropped him. Uh, I traded him for for basically nothing a few weeks ago. That was before he got started to get all this playing time. And uh, I guess when Dragic comes back, um, when the Dragon comes back, he'll that those minutes will go down. But I mean, overall, if you've owned him the last few weeks, you got to be pretty happy. I mean, because he he really uh, you know fell off a cliff last year, and that's kind of what I was. Ex- I, di- I didn't know if he was ever coming back again. So um, it's kind of good to, see, even though the Heat uh, is real are really struggling. I mean, it's kind of good to see him uh, playing well again. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. This team, uh, this is a team that I watch play a lot, and. I mean, they were totally in control of this game today, but they just couldn't pull it out in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it was weird. Bam was good. He had 24, 5, and 7. He's 18th on the season in nine category. Uh, he's been excellent. It seems like he's mm-hmm. going to be a perennial second-round guy with third-round floor at worst. Butler had a triple-double, 13, 12, and 11, but uh, it was uh, poor shooting. Six for 15 with five turnovers. Dunk Rob was just three of 10 for deep from his 13 points. Speaking of bad from deep, Steph Curry was five for 20 on the game. And uh, he was actually uh, three for 18 because he hit his last two to kind of win the game. That was mm-hmm. the irony of it. He was so bad. I think the commentator <laughs> said, I bet what's going to happen is we'll get back in the game and Steph will hit the winning shots. And that's basically <laughs> what he did. Uh, 25, 7, 11 with two steals on eight for 25 shooting. He was terrible, but he hit those two huge threes in overtime. The guy who was really good was Kent Bazemore. Wow. Yep. This was just a blast from the past 26 mm. points eight rebounds three assists three steals four threes two for two at the foul line wowie zowie yeah Bazemore and Ubre kept him in there and uh, Wiggins a little bit and then and then Steph was able to uh, seal the deal at the end after having a horrible game like you said but yeah it was a very interesting game to watch and it's funny that I didn't even notice until right now that they weren't playing a big man this is a game that I watched like basically from beginning to end mm. so yeah they were able to patch it together and come out with the victory today yeah no Draymond Green and basically mm. Pascal was their biggest guy and right. they, they were playing a lot of small ball and Bazemore was just doing everything Ubre and Wiggins both had 23 and 8 though Ubre had three steals you know Kelly Ubre is 24 for 48 from deep in February wow 
Um, so <laughs> he has really improved over the last few over the last few weeks. Uh, mm. That's like we're at the 18th of February now, and he's hitting 50% from deep. Uh, Wiggins, like as I mentioned, 23 and eight. That was fine, but it was no peripherals. The last game, and we've we've hit that hour mark. The, the Jazz and the Clippers. Do we have to talk about this? The Clippers were missing both Kawhi and Paul George, and the Jazz are just steamrolling everyone. This was their ninth game in a row. I think it's something like 18 out of 19 or 19 out of 20 or something. Wow. Uh, for the Jazz, uh, we need to talk, of course, whenever you talk about the Jazz these days, you need to talk about Rudy Gobert. He had 23 points and 20 rebounds. Woo, yeah, talking about uh, MVP candidates, uh, he's he is climbing the ladder uh, rapidly. I mean, they have a lot of important guys on that team, but it all starts with uh, Rudy and putting up nights like this. Yeah, and after all the stuff that happened with coronavirus last season, shout out to Dan, <laughs> Dan Bespris. He and I were both hating on Gobert, the microphone licker, we called him. <laughs> but uh, he's bounced back pretty well, I tell you. And his buddy, uh, Donovan Mitchell, they weren't very close last se- season after <laughs> Mitchell got his COVID. But at the moment, they're, they're thicker than thieves. Uh, Mitchell had 24 and 7 with 7 assists, 4 steals and a block. Uh, a couple of three-pointers in there as well. Jingling Joe Ingles, he just keeps on keeping on when guys are out. Of course, there was no Mike Conley in this game again. Uh, Mitchell, uh, sorry, Ingles had 14 and three with five assists. Uh, Royce O'Neal was 12 and eight with an assist and a steal. He is, guys, not on many rosters, but you could have him. Bogdanovich had a bad game for the first one in a while. He's been much better, but he was just two for 10 from the field today. Jordan Clarkson just keeps on keeping on. He had 18 and four with three assists and two steals, which is uh, nice stuff for the Clippers. Now, you wanted to talk about uh, Marcus Morris Sr. He had a bad Mm. game today. He was four of 15 from the field, nine points and four rebounds. But uh, with the big guys out, is he a guy who's streaming anyway? I've got him in a couple of leagues. Do you think I should hold on to him? Yeah, I got him in a, in, in a, quite a few leagues, actually. And yeah, he had a bad, pretty bad game today. But I mean, the last few games, he's been really, really hitting the three ball and uh, yeah, putting up more rebounds than, than usual. And I don't know. I mean, as soon as those guys come back, it's he, he's going to his his volume will decrease for sure. But, you know, just keep an eye out on that. But if those guys, those guys seem to miss a lot of games. I mean, Kawhi and, and PG and Batum was out today. So um, you know, maybe keep him on your bench if you're playing like in a daily type league. And uh, if those guys are out, then then put him in there. Yeah, and I've I've got him in a couple of places. The Clippers seem to be like a, a team you can stream based on when those guys are out. I streamed Reggie Jackson to good value um, a couple of weeks ago for a while, and he had 15-5-5 and five with a steal today. Lou Williams uh, was poor from the field like he often is, 6-for-18 from the field, but he had 16 Six and six with two steals. He's providing value at the moment. What about Terrence Mann? He played mm. 29 minutes for deep leagues, guys. He had eight points, four rebounds, three assists. Is he a guy for deep leaguers to keep an eye on? Definitely. This is a guy that I, I like a lot. Uh, and and um, he's, his, his time will go down when those guys come back. But one thing to keep, keep an eye out for is, you know, later on in the season, when we get like, closer to the trade deadline in, in the real NBA, um, you know, the, the Clippers are going to be looking to add one or two win now type pieces. And this is a guy that other teams are taking notice of and are, are going to want uh, in return uh, in one of those deals. So if he happens to end up on a rebuilding team like a, you know, like a Cleveland or whoever uh, the Clippers trade partner is, I think um, I think you could see a, a quite an uptick in, in his fantasy production. All right, that's one I'll keep an eye on. Evita Zubac is a guy I'm streaming in a couple of places. He had eight points and 10 rebounds with two assists, which is good value. Uh, Professor Steele, all the way from Seoul. We went past an hour. We did sort of have a pack, didn't we? We were going to try and keep it under an hour, but it's pretty hard with uh, uh, 10 or 11 games with that much action pack stuff. Thanks very much for joining us tonight, mate. It's been awesome. Yeah, we got through it, mate. Uh, Thanks again for having me on, and uh, I hope to see you guys next time. And... Uh, I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely see you in a couple of weeks. I've got uh, John scheduled uh, every other week uh, to come on the show and and we hit some of these deeper names as well. Like I've mentioned before, his expertise in the deep leagues and the contract leagues means he knows his deep league. Fellas, good on you, John. Take care, mate. (laughs) Yeah, take care, buddy.
This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.